Is fear holding you back from moving forward to pursue your dreams? I have titled this today, episode number 48, Four Fears That Keep You Stuck and the Answer to Overcome Them. I talk to women every day who express some type of fear, and I want to help you recognize those so you can stop limiting yourself and move forward with courage and boldness. In the last episode, number 47, I taught on how to do this. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you listen to it after this one, because you're going to get empowered for sure. So in episode 48, I'm going to discuss four main fears that keep you stuck and then give you the antidote for those fears. So grab a pen and paper if you can, or you want to take notes, as I want to help you build a life you love. In the meantime, here's a message from Access More. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. All right, my friends, my heart desire is to see people thriving and living in the fullness of God. And I have been mentoring women for decades and seeing their lives transformed by helping them discover who they are and whose they are. You know, life is too short not to live it to the fullest. And I'm fired up now more than ever to empower Christian women to become who God has created them to be and live in God's best. So I'm offering a free live workshop on September 7th, and I invite you to join me. All of the details will be in the show notes, so don't worry. It's my gift to you to help you unlock the real you and thrive personally, relationally, and professionally. Today, however, I want to talk about fear, because over the past two years especially, we have been conditioned to an environment of fear. And I always say fear is a bully, and for so many years, It bossed me around. And once I recognized the root cause or the causes, I was able to move forward despite having fear. So before I get into some specific fears, the four fears that I'm going to share with you, I do want to uh, discuss or address some erroneous thoughts about fear. So first of all, anytime you are growing or pursuing your goals and dreams, Fear is going to show up in one form or another. So stop trying to be fearless, like you have to defeat fear once and for all. I think that's a big lie because, you know, you may have heard that it says in the Bible that there are over 365 verses about fear, one for each day. So I have found that we never 
stop encountering fear. However, we can have tools to equip us to overcome them and pursue our goals and dreams and passions despite having fear. I know what Joyce Meyer always used to say, do it afraid. And, you know, that's where I said in Joshua 1, last episode about God gives us the formula for that. So again, go back and listen to episode 47. Okay, number two thoughts about fear that are erroneous. You know, with any type of success, there are going to be risks involved, and fear will try to shut you down. I think we think that the people that do great things were so confident, but reality is they were probably terrified much of the time. The key is they just kept taking steps towards or forward, taking steps forward towards their goal or their dream. Number three, and this is important, there is a difference between danger and fear. Danger is real. However, fear is just a story we're telling ourselves. And I do this a lot in my coaching uh, with my clients. I ask them, what story are you telling yourself? What outcome are you projecting? And, you know, one of the best explanations I've heard about the difference between danger and fear is actually from a Will Smith movie years ago called After Earth. Now, it's an intense scene, and he says to his son in the movie, fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may never exist. That is near insanity. Do not understand me. Danger is very real. But fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. And that day, mine changed. It's a powerful message there. But fear, you may have heard the acronym. You know, we learned this years ago in sales. False expectation appearing real, right? So I always think about the, um, the side rear view or the side mirrors in your car where it says objects are closer than they appear. There's an apparition. There's an, uh, an image that's projected in our mind about what fear is, and it's telling you a story. So we need to look at what story are you telling yourself? So here are the four fears that I'm going to talk about today. Now, there's many types of fears. I've just boiled these down to four main fears that are keeping you stuck, that are self-sabotaging your dreams, your goals, and your vision. So the first one is the fear of the unknown, the what ifs, and it's a trap of the enemy and it's tormenting. We go through these scenarios, what if, and it's like a spin cycle. It just swirls in your head of what if this and what if that and what and so on. Recognize that. You don't know the other, okay, these are just little bullet points under fear of the unknown. You don't know how it will end. So it stops us because we don't know how it's going to end. The fear of the unknown, the what ifs, and let me just say, unless it's a Hallmark movie, 
you're not going to know. God says in Joshua 1 that if you focus on his truth, pondering it, meditating on it throughout the day, not leaving you, what I call about is establishing your heart in the truths of God word, God's word, then you are going to make your, well, your way successful. You're going to do it. So stop waiting on God to do something for you. He's given you his Holy Spirit and his word. And in James, it says, when you want wisdom, just ask him, and he will give it to you liberally and won't withhold it. So you have to believe and trust that the Lord is leading you, and you follow him. Don't try to predict the future, and don't try to understand every step. It's a step by step by step. It's called walking by faith. And it's exciting when you know the character of God, when you know who's leading you, and the confidence of knowing who you are. Again, I go back to, I am so passionate about, you've got to know who you are, but more importantly, you've got to know whose you are, because in Genesis 1.26, it says we're created in the image of God and in his likeness to have dominion here on the earth. But we'll never know who we are until we know his true nature, his true character. And many people self-sabotage and project a bad outcome in their mind, which is really self-protection in a form of control versus taking a risk. Risking into the unknown can be scary. I get it. I lived that way for so many years until I started recognizing it. And then I started what I call flip the coin. I started imagining the positive opposite of what that story I was telling myself. And the key I found was involving my emotions with that thought to see it all working out amazing, better than you could ever even imagine or ask according to Ephesians 3.20. I'll talk a little bit more of that later. But you've got to recognize if you're constantly projecting a negative outcome, where does that come from? Is it from past disappointments? Is it history thinking it's going to repeat itself? You have the power to choose. Choose the positive opposite and then attach that strong emotion with it. All right, I'm going to keep going here because I could talk about all these things for a long time. Next one, number two, fear of man. What others are going to think. This is a big one. And I know personally, this is something that wants to continually show itself up. You know, fear of man, what does that look like? Well, just for an example, it's Wednesday and I'm now just doing the podcast. Normally I get them out on Monday. My boys went off to college this week. I helped them get into their um, new apartment for college. A lot of life was happening. And you know what? I had to push past the fear of what are people going to think? Like if they're expecting a podcast out on Monday and now it's Wednesday, what are they going to think? Are they going to think I'm unfaithful? All of the things. Now, I know that might seem meaningless to you and insignificant, but these are real and I'm a real person. So fear of man. We want external validation. You know, a lot of people say, if, if Jesus was right next to me, I would feel much more confident. Well, recognize you've got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Greater is he who is in you than he is in the world. We don't need to keep looking for flesh, 
for a person to give us that validation. That's why we look into the mirror of God's word in James. It says, we look into the perfect law of liberty and we see our reflection. We see who God says we are. So we gain that confidence, that expectation of good versus evil. Okay, fear of man, we are afraid that we're going to make a fool of ourselves, that we won't have the right answers for people. They're going to question us. What are you doing this for? Why is this? And we're not going to have the right answers. You know, when people were asking us, why is my husband leaving his executive vice president role and going, why are you guys going out to Bible college? You're not even going into ministry. And all we could say is, we just, this is on our hearts and God has just put this on our heart and we can't ignore it. We have to follow the leading of Holy Spirit. Now, most people didn't understand that. But you know what? God didn't give that vision to them. He gave it to us. And we had to stand confident in God was leading, no matter what it looked like. We were going to the land of unknown. We didn't know why we were doing it and all this other things. Well, we knew why. We wanted to know God deeper and who we are in him. But a fear of man can also mean people aren't going to support you, whether that's emotionally, relationally, financially. For some people, they are cut off financially from loved ones. Or they're going to leave a job. Like when my husband left his executive career, we had no money coming in. And we didn't ask for support. We had to trust God, but we had to know he was good and that he was leading us. And we had to keep pushing that fear down and fear of finances. And I could teach all day on what I had to go through when we were in Bible college. We had no money. We had bills coming in and what God did for us. That was amazing. That was a miracle. But that's for another another story. Um, sorry. Also, too, a fear of man would be losing friends and family. Because they can't control you, there are going to be people that are just going to be done with you. They're not going to understand, and they're going to separate themselves from you. And you have to be okay with that. Because here's the thing, what I have learned in my 54 years of life, you're going to know who's for you and who's against you. And you focus on who's for you. But number one, God is for you. You have an audience of one. That's what I had to establish my heart in. I have an audience of one. If God is for me, who can be against me? It doesn't matter. I am going to be faithful in following the leading of my heart to pursue the passions and the dreams that I have. Fear of man can be rejection, ridicule, shame, the shoulds. I always say, don't let people should on you. Should do this, should do that. That's condemnation, my friend. That is not of God. You know, Proverbs 29, 25 says, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. See, we want that validation. We want that security, but truly our security is only through trusting the Lord and following him. Fear of man is a snare. All right, Jeremiah 1, God tells Jeremiah that he had created Jeremiah to do something and to not be afraid of the people's faces. We are to focus on God, his way, truth, and life. 
Hebrews 12.2 says that we are to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You must separate your identity from the outcome. Let me repeat that because that's important. You must separate your identity from the outcome. You are not in what you do. That is not who you are. You've got to know that you have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe has your back. And it's not about the outcome. It's about you taking that journey of faith and trust and believing. All right, number three, fear of failure. Don't feel you have what it takes, right? Have you ever felt that? I just don't know if I have what it takes. I don't know if I'm going to be enough. Do I really? I feel so unqualified. I feel so unworthy. Can I tell you, especially as women, I hear this a lot. Jesus made you worthy. You're not worthy in your own efforts so much, but Jesus has made you worthy. And he has given you his grace, his enabling power to do something that you can't even do in your own strength. That's why it's called faith. You're to step out with his grace, his leading to do the impossible because God is with you. Fires me up. And money is going to come up. You're going to, I'm afraid to take a risk because what about the bank account? What about the money? I'll tell you what, if you want to grow, you're going to have to invest in yourself. You need to get the education. You need to get the support, whatever that is, so you can take the steps of faith to pursue your passions, what's never left you, what's in your heart that you long for. Okay, number four, fear of success. You know, I was talking to a woman the other day, and she said that she was afraid to grow in her business too fast because she still wanted to have the life that she was used to. And if she grew too fast, the business was going to take over her life. And I get it. I am also recognizing, yeah, there's some fear of success in me. Because I left my career to be a stay at home mom. And now I'm an empty nester. And so I've gotten used to a way of life, I've gotten comfortable. And with these new goals that I have to help people and really pour my life into others to help them grow and become who God called them to be, it's going to mean that I've got to um, change some things. But I can't be afraid of success because God is leading me into this and I've got to keep my eye on the bigger picture. And he will give me that grace. And some of the things personally, you know, what we get comfortable with, it's just familiar, it's just what we know, but it doesn't mean it's serving us well. So you have to ask yourself, is what you're doing now serving you? It's comfortable, it's familiar, but is it really serving you? And how is your life going to change as a result? You know, here's the thing that I recognize that when we would be praying, because we did a lot of prayer ministry, and we would be praying for people, uh, you know, all different types. But one time I was praying for someone in a wheelchair And you would expect them to want to get healed and to get out of that wheelchair and have a normal life. But as I asked them what they were believing God for and what they wanted me to pray for, they wanted me to pray for their finances, not to get healed and to get out of the wheelchair. And as I asked them about that, what would happen if they got healed and got out of the wheelchair? They were stuck because their financial position would change. 
they were relying on certain things and certain people to financially take care of them. And if they got healthy and healed, they didn't know what to do to now bring in income. Just a different perspective. You know, we have to get used to being uncomfortable. If we're going to take risks and step out and have success, we have to get used to being stretched. And that's good because that's growth. So the answer, my friends, to these four fears. Ready for it? It's simple, but it's not. Perfect love casts out fear. In 1 John 4, 8, it says that God is love. It's not just that he loves you and he does loving things. His essence is love and unconditional love. And I love what 1 John 4, 18 in the Passion Translation says. It says, love never brings fear. For fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. There's a lot there for that. But you have to recognize, do you have a punishment-based relationship with God? Like if you make a mistake... Do you feel like he's going to withhold his love or withhold his blessings? Have you been taught if you don't do it X, Y, and Z way, God's going to withhold his blessing? You're not going to be blessed that God's going to um, pick someone else because you didn't act in obedience right away? That's condemning. And that's punishment-based. God is an unconditional love base. He is a God of do-overs. I cannot tell you how many times I have messed up, made a mistake, didn't do it right, and God brings that situation again before me now to do it his way, to do over. He's such a good, good father. So instead of focusing on how much um, the situation is, focus on how much God is for you, leading you, helping you, and that he is with you. He will give you the courage to boldly move forward. And the question you have to ask yourself is, do you really believe God loves you unconditionally? That no matter what, he is for you, supporting you, encouraging you. He's not disappointed with you, even when you make a mistake. You know, I think about this as a little child. My my nephews have new babies, and they're going to be soon learning to walk. And when babies start to walk, their legs are really wobbly, and they're not very well balanced. But the parents are there cheering them on. Come on, you can do it. And so excited when they attempt it. That's how God is with us. He is so excited when we take those steps of faith, when we take the risks to follow him. He is for you. So who can be against you? You want to know the answer? You. You are the one that can self-sabotage. I want to help you stop that. That's why I have the podcast. That's why I do one-to-one coaching. And that's why I have this free training coming up in September. I'd love for you to join me uh, on that for September 7th. So check that out in the show notes. It's time to start living boldly with confidence that God is working in you, through you, and for you. 
I will be talking a lot more on receiving God's love. I have previous episodes, so just search that out. I don't have the titles right in front of me here, but receiving God's love, so important because faith works through love. You've got to know that God so loved you that Jesus died for you. And if you need help with that, reach out to me, message me. I have tools to help you. All right, my friend, that's it for today. If this has helped you, would you please share this with a friend? If you know they're struggling with fear, please share it with them. I know it's simple and it doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me in a huge way. I want to help people really start thriving and being who God created them to be and have that life in abundance that Jesus died to give them. So on next time, see ya.